Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T. I'm your host, Mr. T. We're in Let's Talk Tips. Today we're going to do successful participation at school strategies for all students here on OT Talk with Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're in the mini-series about tips. Let's continue. We have a few left about tips, and then we're going to get back to talking about activities, suggestions, ideas around different items, whether it be found in the school, office, or home. But let's continue with some tips for successful participation at school. School occupational therapy practitioners promote student successful and independent participation across school-based routines and settings through ongoing team collaborations, including those with students, OT practitioners foster student access and progress through curricular and extracurricular activities. And in New York, where I work in the school system, it's through the IEP, the legal document that allows a student to get the related services that they need and to let them get occupational therapy in the school system. OT practitioners offer evidence-based interventions that diminish or eliminate barriers to participation and build competencies required for learning positive behavior and social participation. OT practitioners use data collection methods to monitor the effectiveness of interventions and supports like those suggested in this document. We're using AOTA fact sheets focusing on better successful participation at school. Children can present with varying areas and degrees of strengths and needs. All items are written with the intent that an educator can differentiate supports and interventions to create the best fit between the student and the strategies. If the educator wants to improve student behavior, there are tips to prevent unwanted behaviors before they occur, provide incentives for maintaining appropriate behavior, such as a PBIS reward system with a token economy, like giving them gotcha bucks in my school from last year or giving them raffle tickets so they like to cash in later on for good behavior. Provide predictability through visual daily schedules, reminders, or technology. Provide clear rules. Use a visual timer to assist students with gouging time. This is called a time timer, a big one we like to use. It gives a nice visual in order to use this. And again, if we can't finish in this podcast because we like to keep it around 10 minutes or less, then we'll do it on another one tomorrow. Infuse more movement opportunities throughout the school day. Add stretch breaks, offer helper tests, promote recess. We talked yesterday how important recess is. Avoid recess removal as punishment. Model and encourage expected behavior. Pair the at-risk child with a buddy. Use positive statements such as please walk rather than don't run. The OT can offer expertise to coach students to develop and follow a schedule for successful task completion. We could collaborate with the educator to accommodate diverse learning styles by identifying strategies that improve attention and behavior. We could teach students strategies to promote self-correction and self-advocacy like using visual reminders for cueing. We could evaluate the classroom's features and layout and provide suggestions for modifications to decrease distractions and promote learning. We could assist the teacher in applying strategies for sensory and emotional regulation within classrooms so students are ready to learn. We could promote inclusiveness through activity and environmental modifications to increase curricular access and participation. We could incorporate friendship, promotion, and leisure coaching in the classroom. We could provide organizational strategies for individual students, groups, or whole classrooms to improve transition within and between school activities to transition well. We could adapt recess activities and structures to include all children. And I would add, like I do now in summer school, we could bring activities that are tier one 
response intervention, least restrictive environment where we try to help the whole class, especially the student on our caseload, instead of just focusing on the kid and taking him out. We have the ability and the responsibility to help however many we people we can, even if they're not officially on our roster. If they're in our class and we have the ability to help them, why not? I'm in summer school only six weeks, but if I could bring activities every day from an OT lens, fine motor activities, hands-on activities, sensory activities to help the whole class, then let's do that. We're in the classroom. They like pushing, especially in the DOE in New York. So let's do what we can to help the classroom and help the child within that classroom. If you want, as an educator, to improve attention to instruction and ability to work more independently, monitor the classroom environment for student distractions. Be mindful of sensory characteristics of the room. Break tasks into small chunks. Use a visual timer to assist students with gouging estimated elapsed time. Reduce visual and auditory distractions with earplugs. Visors or sunglasses create novelty to capture attention, such as by varying voice inflection and volume or varying your position in the room while providing instruction. Don't stand still. Move around. Provide seating and positioning options and alternatives like ball chairs, seat cushions, tables of sufficient height to work while standing. Seated work interspersed with movement. Movement breaks are key. GoNoodle.com we mentioned many times is a great resource. There are many like that. But get them moving every 20 to 30 minutes for 5 to 10 minutes. They really should be up and moving, especially little kids. The OT can help eliminate barriers by using universal design for learning principles within classroom instruction activities and environment. We talked about universal design before. Check out the podcast about that. Use expertise and activity analysis to create the just right challenge for a student. We've mentioned this. You have to make a challenge a student an activity that's just the right level that they could push themselves to do it. Don't do it too high that it's too hard for them. Don't do it too low that it's too easy for them. But do an activity that will get them to work a little bit. We know they could do it if they just move a little bit. Just like when we're at breakfast and lunch and the kids can do the package if we just give a little help. Don't open it for them. Give them the just right challenge to allow them to do it for themselves, to learn the skills, to be able to take care of themselves using utensils, using fine motor tools, using the utensils and whatnot in breakfast, lunch, and the like. As OTs, we can evaluate the classroom for distractions and modify the classroom environment based on students' learning preferences, and we can recommend appropriate technology and devices to promote sustained attention. And as a teacher educator, you want to help the student manage his or her emotions, then consider incorporating stress reduction techniques prior to challenging activities, such as testing with deep breathing, stretching, meditation, and yoga. We've talked about that also in another podcast, so go check that out as well. You could also think about assisting the student with emotional regulation. Acknowledge the student's emotions with eye contact and calm language. Assist the students to identify and gouge their emotions. Help students recognize their physical symptoms associated with stress with an intensity chart and place students who are upset in close proximity rather than in timeout. Create a positive environment conducive to learning and set clear expectations for positive classroom behaviors. Use visual aids such as traffic lights or thermometers to monitor the classroom climate. I was in a classroom once where they have red, yellow, and green. Green means everybody's good to go. Yellow means caution. People are not in the best behavior. Red is very bad, stressed out, frustrated, angry, crisis, whatever. But you can use the traffic light to monitor how the person, how the kid is feeling, how the classroom is doing. OTs can help conduct screenings or monitor for early signs of depression, psychosis, or anxiety or refer for further diagnostic evaluation. We could assist the teacher in differentiating and addressing sensory processing challenges from other behavior issues. We can provide targeted early intervention strategies for students at risk of developing mental health challenges, like we could provide leisure coaching for students at risk of limited leisure participation. We could provide intensive individual 
individualized, individualized, excuse me, interventions for students already identified with mental health challenges like organized occupation-based groups, activity-based to foster social, emotional, cognitive skills. We could collaborate with other school personnel to run groups about emotional regulation and conflict resolution, especially from a mental health lens. See mental health talk in our podcasts. We could provide graded activities by optimizing mental health for all students by creating positive environments. And we should consider as OTs the developmental level of the students and choosing tools to engage and to provide positive behavioral supports in the classroom. And we could support social emotional learning with programs such as zones of regulation and the alert program, which is similar to what we said with the traffic light. And, and that one is like, the, how is my train running? Is it going fast? Is it going slow? Or is it just right? And we're going to do one more and then we're going to pick it up on the next one and finish up tips for successful school participation. If you want to promote friendship, friendship and peer interaction, think about fostering opportunities for friendship development and reduction of bullying, promote a buddy system and provide opportunities for group work, group isolated students, with empathetic students during activities, teach inclusion as part of the classroom curriculum, offer leadership opportunities for disengaged students and offer bullying prevention or culture sensitivity programs. As OTs, we could assist students at recess or lunchtime in initiating opportunities for socialization through communication, play or movement. With the students' capabilities, we could recommend appropriate after-school activities based on their needs and strengths of the students. We could collaborate with educators to implement programs that foster self-esteem and social skills, excuse me, and advocate for a tier one whole school approach to promoting mental health, which you mentioned before, but getting the whole classroom involved instead of just focusing on that one kid. And this was talking some school participation tips here on OT Talk with Mr. T. Join us next time as we finish, God willing, Tips for more successful school participation. And I'm your host, Mr. T.